Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. to the book of Jeremiah 6, 16. I want to speak on the effects of the old-time religion. The effects of the old-time religion is what I want to speak on this morning. I'm not here next week's weekend. I'm in Malawi uh, taking a convention there. Just pray for me. Amen. They normally book it into a stadium, but I'm there living on Thursday, and I'm back on Monday. Amen. Amen. Then the other week we'll have a communion. Jeremiah 6 is 16. It reads in this manner. Thou saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways. And see, and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. That means you have to seek the old paths, and the old path is a good way. 
And once you have found it, walk therein. And you shall find rest for your souls. Proverbs 22, verse 28. It reads in this manner. Remove not the ancient landmark. Which thy fathers have set. Don't remove the landmarks. Job 24, verse 1 and 2. Why, seeing times are not hidden from the Almighty, Do they, that know, do they that know him not see his days? Some remove the landmarks. They violently take away flocks and feed thereof. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, this morning, we approach your throne of grace. Believe in dear God that we came to the right spot where we can hear the preaching of the gospel, which I deem it to be a grand privilege. Dear God, as Peter of the old says, there were times when we were not part of the kingdom of Israel. We were worshippers of idols. We were unworthy even to call the name of the Lord Jesus. But dear God, through your sovereign grace, today we are in the tabernacle to worship you with our families, with our children. Dear God, there are times as a minister, I ask myself, do people really consider how privileged they are to have found this truth? Dear God, I'm reminded of Paul of the old, who said, if it were possible, I wish I could make my own relatives to believe in this. But I cannot override the sovereign grace of God. But Heavenly Father, this morning, there are people that are dying out there. Young people are dying premature deaths. Divorces are skyrocketing. Oh, there's just a mess out there. But today we are glad that we are shut in with Christ. Dear God, may you make every man and woman this morning to realize how privileged they are. May they never take this opportunity to hear the gospel for granted. Because there's coming a day where the soul has got to leave the body. And all the human theories will come to an end. And reality will sink in. But may when that time come, dear God, may everyone that is within the sound of my voice, may they be ready for that moment. And dear God, even this morning as I'm reporting for duty, Help me not to be guilty of dereliction of duty. Let me execute it to the best of my ability. 
Let me preach to the best of my ability. Let me preach as a dying man to the dying people because, Lord, we are right in the last hour. We are not here for entertainment. We are here because our souls need, need you. We are here because our souls need the preaching of the gospel. We are here because we need a spiritual cleansing. We need a spiritual consecration. And Lord, we need an introspection where people can ask themselves, where do I stand with the Lord? Not where do I stand with the church? Not where do I stand with the pastor? But where do I stand with the Lord? That is the question that should be on everyone's lips. May you bless the reading of the ways as we commit everything to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you richly as you just give me a bit of volume here. Amen. Just a couple of minutes allow me to preach on the effects of the old time religion. I don't know how many agree the new recipes in the kitchen cannot replace old recipes. How many agree with that one? You know, Brother Mafagaza, there's a way that you eat chicken, how it's prepared. Maybe you can have Nando's and can have whatever, all the brands. But there are times when it gets cooked in a certain way and you eat it, then it takes you down the memory lane. Amen. 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 That recipe is associated with some memories that are locked within you, and as the moment you taste it, it takes you down the memory lane. Amen. And I believe recently, I think today, we are told that it is the, or yesterday it was heritage where so everyone went out to demonstrate their heritage and how, how proud they are about their culture, their background, where they come from. And they were celebrating that yesterday. And I said, even ourselves, we've got spiritual heritage. Amen. Amen. And our spiritual heritage is not repaid, it's not Indian, it's not Zulu, it's not Shona but we come from heaven. Amen. That's our spiritual heritage. Maybe in line with that, that's why I want to speak on the effects of the old-time religion. There is a new religion and there is old-time religion. The new religion does mess up people, but the old-time religion preserves people. I say the old time religion preserve people. Amen. How many still believe in the old fashioned revival? Amen. Now, we've read here in Jeremiah where it says, Stand in the way and seek and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and he shall find rest for your souls. Now, in this quotation, let your light so shine before men. Paragraph 43. The prophet of God says, 
the gospel would be of none effect unless somebody was there to take it. There will be many who won't take it, but the ones that will take it, it will reflect in them. Are you getting that quotation, folks? The gospel will be of none effect unless somebody is willing to take it and leave it. And once you take it and leave it, then it has an effect. And that effect will be reflected in your lives. But it says many won't take it, but there are few chosen ones that shall take it. I'm talking about the old-fashioned revival or the old-time religion. Some will reject it, but some will embrace it. And those that take it, it will do them so good because it will be reflected in them. If maybe my cameraman can just be careful of these lights. Uh, amen. The, we are done with the, the... I'm not getting married. Amen. Are you still with me? Do you believe that it will have an effect to those that receive it? In the message, five definite identifications of the true church of the living God, paragraph 100, he says, how many know what the gospel is? How many know what the gospel is? It's a question. How many know what the gospel is? I'm asking here this morning, how many of you know what the gospel is? Is it only the two brothers in the front? Hallelujah. Not to the weight. Brother Brenham has his Bible. Paul said the gospel come to us not in weight only, but through the power and manifestation of the Holy Ghost. The gospel is the power of God. The gospel is the power of God to make the weight act what it says it will do. I will repeat that statement. The gospel is the power of God to make the weight and to act what it says it will do. Preach the gospel all the world. Preach the gospel to just the white people or just the brown, yellow, black. No. To every, to every, not just to white people, not just to black people, not just to colored people, but to every creature. Now, if it speak about every creature, I believe that the gospel, once it reaches the people, it must have exactly the same effect. If it is the same gospel. Let's carry on on that quotation. It says, Amen. Every creature. You believe that means that? I've seen God baffle a bull one day. I've seen him cause hornets to not sting. I've seen him raise up and oppose them. Had been laying dead all night. Every creature. So the gospel can touch your dog. 
the gospel can touch your cow. That, that is there. It says every creation. The gospel can touch your child. The gospel can touch your parent. It is meant to have an effect on every creature. The gospel will take effect upon anything that you ask. The gospel will take effect upon anything that you ask. Folks, do you believe that anything? You say, that's wrong, Brother Brenham. It is not. Jesus said to that tree, Cursed be you, no man eat from you from henceforth. And the gospel was preached to that tree. Amen. Amen. It says, I feel religious. I too feel religious. To every creature. Preach it to what? To every creature. We have time to go through that. Now, while at it here, there are people, we live during a time because of progression and modernization. Now they say, when your child is born, don't buy them. Don't, you know, remember when you've got a, a girl coming, uh, the whole room will be painted pink. And all of a sudden, there will be toys that are in line with the gender of the child. And if there's a boy, it will be blue. Now, and the toys will be there. But now, society or modernists or liberals are saying, we need not to do that. They say you need to allow your child to be gender neutral until they come of age and decide whether they are a man or a woman. So you're waiting, you're waiting and say, God, give me a baby girl. A baby girl comes and the society says, but don't celebrate yet. Wait until she decides whether she's a girl. Are you with me this morning? Now, folks, hear me and hear me very well. Don't follow popular opinion. The gospel is not popular opinion. Let me put it this way to you. A, young, a certain man tells a minister... And says to this minister, you know, don't be hard on the kids. Don't tell them about what they should not do. Leave them to do whatever they want. They'll make their own decisions. And the minister never argued with this fellow that was telling him this thing. But rather, he invited him that, do you mind to come to my house uh, tomorrow to have coffee at my house? And I want to show you a garden. Now, after that, then this man came the following day to see this man's supposed garden. When he got there, he found a garden full of wheat, full of, full of thorns. And he says, but this is not a garden. He said, no, remember, I made the garden to choose whether it will be a garden or not. <laughs> Are you with me? He was demonstrating to him that in order for it to be a garden, I've got to plant the seeds that will later make it to be a garden. And if I want my children to be in a certain way, I must plant the seeds in them so that they turn out the way I want them to turn out. 
Can somebody say amen to that? Amen. Folks, maybe let me paint a picture. We don't want our children to be like the children of the world. Amen. I say we don't want our children. You say, Brother Maribu, what do you mean? They are on Yaupe. What do you mean? There is teenage pregnancy. What do you mean? There are sicknesses among them. What do you mean? It's a wreck out there. We want our children to be sober. We want our children to be able to make right and sound decisions. And we are not ashamed to say the world will never help them, but the gospel will help them. And if ever it comes to a point where we've got to choose, we will choose the gospel anytime, any day. Are you still with me this morning? Now, Brother Brenham says, in the message, God's provided way of approach to fellowship. Paragraph 59. He says, but today, our men and our women are getting away from that. They get away from the old-fashioned landmarks that we used to go by. I see it even happening, even message ranks. I see it even happening, even here. Especially post-COVID. Gradually, people are leaving the landmarks. Are you going to allow me to preach this morning? Do you still love the old-fashioned gospel? I'm here to deliver the old-fashioned gospel. Brother, if you take it, it has a special effect. I say it has a special effect. And maybe even before I get into my notes, I look around here, maybe not to be a prophet of doom, but I look at some people in this church that are what I call time-tested memorials. Time-tested memorials in a sense that they've been through it all, but they are still standing for God. They've been through challenges, but they are still standing for God. And I say, what's their secret? Their secret is the effect of the old-time religion. Are you still with me? Some... There are times they didn't know where the next meal was going to come from, but they never stole. Hallelujah. Some, they never knew where the next meal was going to come from, but they became loyal to God. They worship this God, whether he does good things or he doesn't do good things. To them, God is not a father Christmas, but God is God. Even when things are easier, he's still my God. Even when things are difficult, he's still my God. Even if my family turns their back on me, he's still my God. Even if the church doesn't understand me, he's still my God. I know those people are here, time-tested memorial. And I'm here, brother, to say, hold on. I say, hold on. The breaking of the day is imminent. Are you still with me? They get away from the old-fashioned landmarks that we used to go by. We ought to go back to that old Pentecostal landmark. And in this case, the Pentecostal doesn't refer to organization, but to an experience. We want to go back to the yesteryears. We want to go back to the old era. Oh, brother, how we used to be where family will get together and know that God answers prayers. 
when mom and dad will get around the table and put God to be central in the family. When mom and dad will pray for their children before they go out. And when they come back, they pray for them. Where wives will pray for their husband as they are ironing their clothes. Take me to the old time. Take me to the people that believe in old time religion. And those people, demons respected them. Those people housed their houses. The devil did not go there. He knew that it was a danger zone. Even their churches, the devil didn't go there. He knew it was a danger zone. Folks, it will only take the old time gospel to take you into the rapture. The new gospel will never take you into the rapture. The old new gospel comes from the devil and it must be rejected. Give me the gospel of Moses. Give me the gospel of Joshua. Give me that old time religion. Are you here this morning? Says we ought to get back to that old Pentecostal landmark. What do you need here in the in this valley? As I look around today, we are in the valley. It's an old-fashioned, God-sent, sky blue, sin-killing religion. Ha! Ah, the power of the gospel back in the churches again. Back through the blood of the Lord Jesus into the fellowship by relationship by being born of the holy spirit entering into the pentecostal chakaina how many say take me to that old gospel brother it will separate you from your unbelief you can't have it and have a boyfriend you can't have it and have a girlfriend it causes a total separation give me the gospel that can bring a total separation not a gospel that say i must tolerate sin but the old time gospel will say reject it are you here this morning you'll bear with me in the book jeremiah 29 he shows the effect of this gospel. Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak anymore in his name. But his word was in mine heart, as a burning fire shut up in my bones. I was weary with forbearing, I could not stay. This gospel, once it saturates you, you can never keep quiet. Ah, brother. Once you see the effect of this gospel, you will never keep quiet. You will tell your boss about it. You will tell everybody about it because it has a special effect. Are you here, church? This gospel, you can't believe it and keep quiet. No, it is burning in your soul. And I say, Lord, return the fire back in our souls so that we are not able to keep quiet. We tell our neighbor about it. We tell our colleagues about it. We tell everybody around it because we cannot keep quiet. You know, I know you don't bash Lotto. Lotto, if you bash Lotto, you need to come to my office. I need to lay hands on you. Are you with me? Now, suppose it's an operative word, suppose. Let somebody say, did you hear the pastor? 
Suppose somebody wins a lottery. They're tune of 200 million. Do you think they're going to keep quiet? Hallelujah. <laughs> I mean, some of us, we can badly sleep when the e-wallet comes. <laughs> when more about 200 million. You don't sleep. You're excited. You want to go. Tell everybody I've got it. But that 200 million is going to go out. And you may die and take it in, not into the coffin. But this old time gospel. It will do you so good. When they come, when the forensic comes to, to take your body, that old time gospel will still be there. When they take you into the chilling uh, atmosphere of the fridge, that old time gospel will be there. When they come and have a funeral for you, that old time gospel will be here. It works during gloomy times. It works during pleasant times. It is an all-season gospel. I say it is all-season gospel. When your child is born, it works. When you raise your children, it works. When you go to work, it works. Brother, it has an effect upon everything that you call it upon. Are you still with me? In the book of Jeremiah, it's a consuming gospel. Book of Jeremiah 5, verse 14. He says, Wherefore, thou sayest the Lord God of hosts. Because he speaks this word. Behold, I will make my ways in thy mouth fire. And these people would and it shall devour them. So this gospel, when you preach it, it's fire. And it turns a human being into a wood. What does the fire do to the wood? There's no way fire can touch the wood and the wood remains the same. If the wood remains the same, it's not fire. And if the human being remains the same, it's not the gospel. Folks, this gospel will prick your heart. Amen. This gospel will make you ponder. Amen. Are you still with me this morning? Amen. The message, redemption by power. Paragraph 14. It says here, that's the good thing about the all-time gospel. It just makes everybody sit together and love one another. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It makes everybody to sit together and love one another. Amen. It takes all the differences away and makes new creatures. It will take it will make a toxico tuxedo coat and a pair of overalls to put their arms around one another. And say, brother, how are you getting along? <laughs> it makes it, this is the effect of the old time gospel. It does not have higher classes, it doesn't have lower classes. It is a gospel for the soul. 
makes a brother with an expensive suit to hug a brother in the overalls and say, that's my brother. How are you doing, my brother? Are you still with me? That's right, sure. It will make a silk dress and a calico. Put their arms around and say, sister, I love you. That's what it does. It sure does. Just tears down the difference. Rich or poor, bond or free, man or woman, we are all one in Christ Jesus. That's the gospel that we are preaching, folks. Hallelujah. Do you see its effect? It drives the cleanishness away. It breaks down, it tears down the differences. You look at your brother, you see a soul. You look at your sister, you see a soul. You don't see a class, you see a soul. And I say, God, return that old time religion. Hallelujah. Folks, when you serve in a church where there is this old time religion, it doesn't matter what your station in life is, you get embraced the same. Your car can be repossessed yesterday and the next morning you are in church and you are praising God. And you are not bothered by anything. And they say, where's your car? You say they burnt chicken, but they still worship and say, may the name of the Lord be worshipped. I'm I'm talking about an old-time religion. Not when things go sour, you run away. And you go into hiding and say, let them not find out. No, sir, let them find out. Because they will pray about the situation. In an old-time religion church, they don't gossip about people's situations. They pray people out of their situation. Give me the old-time religion. When the devil has shook, shook you, you say, let me go back to the believers. Let me find that company. I know, and I know, and I know. Things will never be the same. When they begin to pray, God will hear their prayer. Give me the old time religion. It will make you love your brother. Are you not amazed? Here are the people from Congo who would have never known each other. But here they are, they feel home. Why? Because I said, as I said last week, it's not a South African church. It's an old time religion church. Hallelujah. Hear me and hear me well. A Chinese who will walk in here will instantly feel welcome. If they believe the old time religion. An Indian will come in will feel welcome. A white man will come will feel welcome. We are not preaching a cultural gospel. But we are preaching an old time gospel. And all of us here this morning, we have renounced our cultures. We have renounced everything and we have embraced the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is one thing that we've got in common with. If you ever get to a point and say, ah, this Congolese, you are not welcome in this church. You've got a demon upon your life. Can you the church say amen? amen? And even you that are from that spot, if you ever come and say, this is a South African church, you've got a demon upon your life. It works either way, it cuts, this is a sort, it cuts both sides. I will say it one more time. We are all believers saved by grace. 
and we believe the same gospel. And this morning when it said, Behold, I'll send you Elijah the prophet. Brother Mafagaza had it in Shona. But he responded to the call. Brother Kune had it in Paris. He responded to the call. Brother Grace had it in French. He responded to the call. We come from different nationalities. But when the gospel found us, the effect was exactly the same. It cuts across the nationality. It cuts across color. It cuts across class. Because it's an all-time religion. It comes from eternity. And it's said to claim people back to eternity. Folks, this is not a gospel from a university. It will never adhere to university standards. It comes from the almighty God. It will never be politically correct. Because it is not of this world. The gospel of Jesus Christ. How many believe it with me? Now, when they went to the bridge, the Sydney Harbour Bridge, they issued, maybe today they would call it a tender, and say, we need somebody that can come and build this bridge. The background of it is that seasoned engineers went there. Then they tested the soil. And they said that the place was way too sandy. There is no way that the bridge could stand. And they declined and said, look, we won't do it. Brother Bremen says until they came another young man who was an engineer. And he went to test it to the soil. And he found out indeed that it was too sandy. Then he said, look, maybe let me come. Maybe we need to do some digging so that we can go beyond the sand. And he started coming and digging and digging. He went all the way down digging and digging until somewhere he found a very solid bedrock. And he said, from here, I can put the foundation. And then he started, people were saying, you're going to ruin your reputation. Because you know, as an engineer, you need to sign and certify that this work will stand for many years. And even eight years from now, if it collapses, they're able to come and find you and sue you. So what is happening, this young man started building that is Sydney Bridge. When he built it, it was in 20, the 28th of July, 1923. He used to 1,400 workers. There was a time where some were termed, but later they decided to employ them full time because of the amount of painting that was involved later when they were painting the Sydney Harbour Bridge. And it was completed after eight years. They say it has six million hand-driven rivets. It has 53,000 tons of steel. 272,000 liters of paint were used. And after he was done, this engineer, 
Then this bridge has eight traffic lines and two railway lines. And Brother Brown said there came a time where he invited the mayor of Australia and said, come and test the bridge. That means people had to drive over the bridge. It's eight traffic lines. Then that means the two trains had to be on those two railway lines. But he said to them, he says, I will lead the march because I've got confidence in the bridge. He said, because why? He said it was time tested. This was a tested bridge and he had a confidence in it. The media came and he says just a few days before he could do the unveiling, in the media there were stories running from skeptics and saying, hey, the bridge is going to collapse. But he was not shaken because Brother Brown said he knew that he went all the way down. And he knew that that bridge now was based on a solid rock. He knew no matter what happens, that bridge will never be affected. And that's why he had a confidence and say, let the locomotion come after me. Let the cars come after me. And let the mayor come with me to witness my job. Because why? I know what I have done. Brother Bram said today, Sydney Harbour is a tourist attraction because it's a time-tested memorial. It took somebody that had a reputation. It took somebody that could test the foundation and knew that the foundation was right. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you still with me here? Then Brother Bram says in the Patmos vision, paragraph 249, he says, but there was another young man there was another young man come into the world one time at 33 and he conquered everything. Hallelujah. Amen. He conquered everything that could be conquered. When he was on earth, he conquered passions, pride. He conquered sickness. He conquered devils. When he died, he conquered death. Amen. When he arose, he conquered hell. Amen. He went up in and conquered everything that was against mankind. It went in the wine press of God and crushed it down and conquered death, hell, grave, sickness, formalities, everything else. And overcame it all and rose on the third day and conquered all the atmosphere above and cut that mist between God and man and connected heaven and earth together. Glory. So today, heaven and earth are reconnected. Amen. And Calvary is standing today as a time tested memorial. And as I said this morning, there are people here, if you want to get somewhere with God, you're going to have trial. Amen. If you uh, a child of God, God is going to test you. And you are not going to be prescriptive of how he's going to test you. He is going to test you however way he sees fit. Yes. There's never been a time where a student says, you need to test me, but you need to ask me this. No. When you get into the exam room, you don't know what you're going to be asked. Yes. And even the same way, you don't know what tomorrow holds. You don't know what trials are there next week. But I'm glad that all, when all is said and done, 
There shall be time-tested memorials. There shall be people that say, Brother, I've gone through it. And there were times where I was about to give up, but the old time religion carried me through. Are you still with me? This old time religion is operated by faith. This old time religion needs you to believe in God and defy the table. And defy situations and conditions. Some of you, this old time gospel allowed you even to defy your family background. Do you know that there are some diseases that are traveling in your family tree? But you, some of you are not suffering from that. Because the old time gospel came and broke the yoke of Satan. I said the old time gospel came. Folks, there is, there is, whenever you want to see a demonic attack, look at the pattern. Look at the, your grandfather and your grandmother, what they went through. And look at what your mother and father went through. And look at what you are going through. You may see a pattern. But somebody in your family must be a cycle breaker. Somebody in your family must be able to put the devil in his place. And some of you, you know very well, the devil has whispered to your ear and said, look how so-and-so in the family turned out. Look at how so-and-so turned out. Hear me and hear me very now. They turned out that way because there was no old-time religion. But if you take this old-time religion and embrace it and believe it, it will reverse every curse in your family. You have not heard me. I say it will reverse every curse in the family. And people will look at you and say, do you come from the same family? No, I come from the same family body-wise, but spirit-wise, I don't come from the same family. And had I followed to the bodily realm, I would have turned out the way they turned out. But I refused to the bodily realm, and I embraced to the spirit realm. Oh, folks, hear me, this old-time religion. It made some wonders in our lives. How many witnesses are here? There was certain trajectory that your life was taking. But today, look at you. I say, look at you today. Ah. Some of you, your classmates never thought you would go this far. But I say, look at you today. Maybe take your time and look at you. Not through the devil's eyes, but through your own observation. And say, Lord, I remember where I was. And I remember where you took me from. Then you will never complain. I say, you will never complain. Are you here this morning? I hope we are together. This old time gospel, maybe let's go back. Down the memory lane. And see how it works. Maybe let's revisit the scene of the Hebrew children. Where they were told. That look, you've got to bow down to the image. And they said, no, we will never bow down to your image. And they said, listen to what they said. Even if our God does not save us, we will not bow down to your image. We are not worshiping this God because he does good things for us. 
throw us into the fire. And let us be consumed by the fire. But we will return and say, we will not bow down to your image. Oh, brother, they made the fire seven times hotter. Can you imagine prior to them being thrown into the fire? There must have been some that might have come to them and said, brothers, reconsider. Do you see the danger? This is not a big deal. You go then bow down once and you get it over and done with. They said, no. It's a matter of birthright. If we bow down there, we sell out our birthright. But there came a time. And as the activities were taking place here on earth, Brother Brandon, in your message, the witness, he says, now there was a meeting in heaven. And every angel was coming before God and said, have you seen what's going to happen down there? They're going to kill them. And God said, take your time. The angel that, that, that made the, the cost of the flood during the time of Noah said that fire is nothing. God said, take your time. We are observing what is happening there. And, they, and it seemed like nothing was happening, but there was a meeting in heaven. Brother, the people that brought them before the fire, they burned themselves. And they threw them into the fire. And as they got into the fire, they did not know what was going to happen in the fire. But as soon as they got into the fire, hey, they began, Meshach looked at Abinigo. I said, my brother, you are not burning. And he looked at them and said, Meshach, you are not burning. Oh, there is no harm in the fire. And all of a sudden, God said, today, I'm not sending an angel, but I'm going myself. You, you can impress God so much until he says, this time around, I'm not sending an angel. I am going myself. Uh, somebody say amen to that. This is not a matter of delegation. Look at my daughter. Look at my son. Look what they are doing. I am going down. When Nebuchadnezzar looked into the fire, he now saw four men. The fourth man was in the fire. They were having a testimony. The Bible says he was one like unto the image of the Son of God. He was not the Son of God, but he was made in the image of the Son of God. Melchizedek was in the fire. Having a fellowship with his children. This old-time religion can stop the fire. This old-time religion can stop the lions. This old-time religion can stop ancestral spirits. This old-time religion can stop any demonic activity. Give me the old-time religion. I say, give me the old-time religion. Are you with me this morning? You know the other time, Paul was on his way, and they were on a boat. And as when they were on a boat, they had a shipwreck. And all of a sudden, they realized, and they were panicking. But Paul, on that ship, he says, Brethren, no life shall be lost. Yeah. What gave Paul the confidence to say in the middle of a raging sea, on a ship that has wrecked, to say, no one will die. All time religion. Yeah. And when they got on the other side, they were busy making fire. 
a viper came and beat his hand and he just shrugged it off and the people were looking and say he's gonna die brother this old time religion will stop a snake's poison are you here this morning i said this old time religion it will stop the devil in his tracks give me the old time religion but here is a request you cannot have the desire and the results of the old time religion until you believe it you cannot have the benefits of it until you give yourself to it sometimes we don't have results because we have adopted to the new ways The pulpit has swapped to the preaching of the gospel for psychology. Yeah. A church is just a formality. It runs on the program. You know, brother, my friends, there are certain churches, if you say amen, the whole church looks at you. Yeah. I'm talking about in the message. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. But brother Brenham speaks about an old woman that kept and say amen. Yes. And the deacons after they say, wasn't she disturbing you? He said, the reason I could not stop, it was because of her amen. Don't, don't give me a formal dead church. Don't give me a church that is indifferent. Give me the people that have experienced the effect of the old time religion. Brother, if your arm was crippled and God heals your hand, what are you going to do? I'm going to spend my time. During singing, I'll raise my hand. During preaching, I'll raise my hand. Why? I want to show the devil you have been defeated. Oh, excuse me. Let me have church this morning. I will say the greatest amen. Because I've seen what the old time religion has done in my life. And I will never keep quiet about it. It took me through the storms. It took me through the fires. It took me through the opposition. And here I'm still standing. By grace, I'm still standing. And you can say by grace, you are still standing. That's the old time religion. Even the witches from your village are shocked that you have outlived some of them. They said you won't go far, but you have gone far. Take this gospel, you will go far. You become unstoppable when you believe this old time religion. But for us to make it to be effective, there's got to be some spiritual cleansing. You cannot have the old-fashioned results without believing in the old-fashioned religion. And you cannot believe the old-fashioned religion without dropping certain things. That's why Brother Brahma in the message they talk and say, you've got to clean. Some magazines don't belong in the house. Before the angel can visit, he says, no, no, no. Look at that magazine. There's no way that I'm going there. Take it out. I say, take it out. Sisters, are you here? The standard of dressing is dropping. Sisters, the subliminal are becoming naked. I'm going to preach. Take me to the time 
when women's bodies will never show form. Take me to the time when a woman is not dressed well, other women will be ashamed and will call her and say, my sister, this is not a way, this is the right way, and she will not be angry, she will hug the sister, you are my sister, we have defeated the table, and next week she dresses right. What is happening today? You can't correct one another because you attack one another. But a real believer shall be corrected. I say a real believer shall be corrected. Are you here this morning? And once you believe the old term religion, you don't admire backsliders. Amen. You know, Amen. backsliders reveal so much about the people that remain in church. Yeah. Until you realize uh, this one feels bound and he sees those. We are pastors who will tell you it's tough out there. I say it's tough out there. When you are under the gospel, you are safe. Amen. I say, when you are under the gospel, you are safe. Amen. Amen. The day before yesterday in the morning, we received a call back from home. I think four years back, We buried my aunt's daughter. The following year, we buried my aunt. The next year, we buried her husband. Two days back, I got a call. Their son was shot dead. We don't even know who shot him. By the look of things, people that were around the area, they said they must have had a gunshot around 10 o'clock in the evening. He was only found in the morning. Now, this young man, he enjoyed life. He was more like a, a DJ. Very small. And I'm saying this out of respect. My aunt used to be in the message. And she left the message. And I say, how would have things turned out if she had died and left the children in the message? How much could we have avoided? Remember, you cannot tell the children of somebody that is long gone you're not their parents. The only thing that you can tell them is to say, if your mother was here, he wasn't going to allow this. So you raise them based on the weight of their departed mother. But if the mother never said, you don't do it, what are you going to do? It broke my heart until I said, oh Lord, if it were possible 
that maybe in the heart of a child or a heart of a human being, maybe there was a switch that we can reach with the human effort and just switch it so that they see the light. We would have done that. We don't want them to die in their sins. Are you still with me? So when we preach this all-time gospel, we mean it, brother. That's why I say consider yourself privileged. I say consider yourself privileged. It's brother Tom here. We were having a discussion. And I could see that his death is raising him from the grave. Because on certain things he'll say, you know, my dad would have been happy about this. My dad would have not been happy about this. And when I talk to him, he's in the church, I can say, Brother Tom, you are all going to make your dad so happy. I was preaching in Trinidad immediately after the service. There is this couple that waited me outside and said, Pastor, we appreciate what you preached. And they said, both our dads have passed on. But as we were sitting in church, as you were preaching, we knew exactly how our parents would have reacted to the sermon. And this young man, he says he prefers to stay in the front. His name is David. He says, because I'm a greedy sheep around here. Everything that comes from the pulpit, I must swallow it before it goes anywhere. I say, who raised him that way? I say, this is a wonderful legacy. I told him, I said, if you want me to visit your parents' grave, I can go. Not for ancestral worship. Just to say, this is where they have laid. What a legacy. What a legacy. And I say, that's the same legacy that we must give to our children. We can leave them money, they will be robbed. We can give them this, they will be wrong. But give them the whole time relationship. Brother, even when things go haywire, they will bounce back. Because there is a God that will hear their prayers. Can somebody say amen to that? Remember Brother Brenham speaks about a boy that a minister found in the wilderness. And this boy was just saying, A, B, C, D. A, B, C, D. I said, hang on, boy. What kind of a prayer is this? Says, mom and dad, when they were still alive, we used to have a family prayer. But I don't know how to pray. But I know that if I give God the alphabets, he will take the alphabets and form a prayer. Don't you think God will respect such a prayer? And I say, that boy shall never be stoppable. Are you still with me? And I'm glad, as I say, in this church, we've got people that are time-tested memorial. People that can tell you, there's no way that I could be where I am. It's only by grace. It's because I'm a message believer. I cannot preach much. I cannot testify much. But my life is an evidence that there is a God out there who answers prayer. How many people are there in the building? Time tested memorials. Sisters, let's drop down the high hills. They're getting higher and higher. Can I say it one more time? They're getting higher and higher. 
Can we lower the suspension? Do you still believe that? I said, do you still believe that? A high heel changes a woman's movement. No, but don't say, Pastor, they are expensive. Your soul is more expensive than those high heels. I'd rather get rid of them to preserve my soul. Folks, I'm not preaching here to be popular. One day I've got to appear before a just God. And I say, get rid of those things and return back to the old time. Religion. Some dresses are tight. You can't move freely. Look into them. And say, when I came into the message and heard the message, were things like this? Ask yourself, what have you become? You need to become the weight, but you need to, what have I become? When I look into the mirror of the way, what do I see? Folks, a good medicine, brother Metab, a good medicine is bitter. Yeah. A sweet one will cause you to have more sickness. Yeah. Allow me to minister this yeah. medicine. Yeah. Are you still with me? Yeah. I see the slits are coming back into church. Yeah. Uh, do you allow me to preach? Yeah. Let's go for some house cleaning. Yes. Let's open our cupboards. Let's throw certain things out and say, these are not for a believer. I am a believer. Reject them. Modesty. It means not being able to attract unnecessary attention to yourself. Some hairstyles are no longer modest. You allow me to preach. Sisters, I don't say be shabby. No. No. And I don't say, if you've got a problem with your hair, you can put some wig. Is there, Brother Brennan put it. But when you put it, it must be be modest. Eh? You can't come here with a purple wig. What nonsense is that? We can't even say amen because we are wondering. Is it a bed or is it a sister? Let's go back to the old landmarks. The Bible says there are others who remove the landmarks and violently take the sheep by force and feed them. And we've got such pastors that say, don't worry, everything is fine. As long as you pay your tithes, he's happy. But one day you're going to meet a just God. But Abraham says, when you do that, you're able to apply. A sister some time back came to me and was testifying about it. God showed him that he must not do something. Mm. 
How? After a year, she does the same thing. Then I say, was it God? Or was God showing her and she saw others doing and said, Anami, I'm going to join in the queue. And forgot what God said. We are message believers. We are a special, a special breed. A peculiar people. People, when they walk with them, must say, you, you look different. If a Muslim woman walks in here, you will, not, you will not battle. You will know instantly she's Muslim. If a Jewish woman comes, you will know immediately. If a Hindu, what more about a message believer? But because today, you know, today we are influenced by Instagram. Oh, another one say TikTok. Don't believe in TikTok. Believe in old time religion. TikTok has got no rapturing faith. But the, the message, and I will not preach here if I did not know that it preserved many of you. Sit down with me as an individual and ask me, did this message save me? I will pinpoint the events in your life and say, if you were not a message believer here, you were gone. And God saved you. I can pinpoint. That's why when I say it works, it's not a lip service. I know it works. Are you here, sisters? It's long when you are wearing it standing. But when you sit down, you need to be a sister that keeps on putting a fist. Hmm? It's long, as long as you are not standing. But as soon as you sit down, and you have even the audacity to come and say, I feel, you feel nothing. <laughs> if you felt something, you would have dressed in the right way. Amen. You don't feel the pull of God, you feel the pull of the Satan. Amen. Know the truth and the truth, sir. And all time gospel is the pre. It's a sin killing gospel. It's an uncompromising gospel. Brother, it will bring things under. It will bring things under. Even my boys, I know they will hate this. In the morning I say, you can't be on the phone Sunday morning. No. It's time to meditate. Prepare for church. You can't be looking at FIFA on Sunday morning. Nonsense. Prepare yourself in the mood. Read the scripture. Read a quotation. Have a prayer. Be prepared. Are you with me, folks? Then you come expecting. And God will meet you. Because you have fixed the things. Do you remember the old, are they old, where are the old timers in the building? Amen. Let me say old timers in the building Amen. of this message. Amen. Today, even if you will sing close to thee, 
Close to the... Did you see I can sing? <laughs> Young ones, they don't know those songs. They just know Kamutsuzunyana. Those things, we've got message songs that are our heritage. Are you here, church? I say we've got message songs that are our heritage. Maybe we'll let it bring back the songs of worship back into the church. Ah, they won't be amen. Are you here? I surrender to God. All to thee I surrender. Standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises of God. I shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted by the water. Jesus breaks every fetter. I love him. I love him because he first loved me. Amazing grace. In the cross. In the cross. Be still and know that I'm God. Bring, bring. Is, isn't it our heritage? Yes, I say, isn't it our heritage? Yes. I hope you will love me more for preaching the truth after the service. Yes. There is a song. It says, your prophet is sleeping. But keep preaching his message. What is that song? Yeah? So just be faithful. Believe his word. Stay with the message that you have heard. Isn't this... Folks, why am I saying that? I was sharing with Brother Mpanyan that sometime, because they're in engineering, this bottle, according to engineering, no matter how many bottles you produce, as long as they go through the same process, it must produce exactly the same bottle. If it produces another shape, it means it has not gone through the process. Now I say, we have gone through the process, we that came as old timers. But after we went through the process, we changed the process. And we look at young ones and say, look at them. What kind of young people? No! They are a production of our process. But if the process remains the same, the product will remain the same. Somebody say amen to that. Brother, God has provided a way. I preach the truth next to you and don't see me. Another brother will bless you. I'm in Malawi. God has provided a way, 162. He says, friends, I have always tried to keep a balance of the road. You get off on formalism just as formal and ritualistic as they can be, people grab, people grab for that lot. Then if you don't watch, you'll get plumped off over on the other side and be just as a fanatic as you can be. But there is a middle of the road. Yes. So there is being too liberal and there's being too legalistic and being liberal is wrong because anything goes. Being legalistic is wrong because your law keeper is based on your efforts. But there must be a middle of the road. 
No, it says, but there is a middle of the road where the true, sound, sane gospel is preached. And God moves in there, vindicating the truth. Straight is the gate, narrow is the way. But few there will be that find it. And I say, find it. Find the Asian ways. And when you find it, walk in it. And God will meet you there. And God will do the miraculous for you there. And God will never shame you. He will take care of you. How many say, give me the old time relation? How many say, we refuse a new cut religion? Give me the old time relation. It will not nurse my emotions, but it will fix me. It will prepare me as a bride for the groom. God bless you richly. As musicians come, you know, there is this song, Brother Mafagas. It says, Oh, well, I remember the old fashioned days when some old fashioned people had some old fashioned ways. In the old fashioned meetings and the charity there, in the old fashioned manner, how God answered their prayer. It was an old fashioned meeting in an old fashioned place where some old-fashioned people had some old-fashioned grace. As an old-fashioned sinner, I began to pray. And God had me and saved me in an old-fashioned way. There was singing and much singing of those old-fashioned airs. There was much power, such power in those old-fashioned prayers. An old-fashioned conviction made the sinner pray. And the Lord God, the Lord had and saved him in the old-fashioned way. Well, they say it is better. Things have changed. Don't you know? The people in general seem to think it is so. They call me old-fashioned way I dare to say that I like it far better in the old-fashioned way. If the Lord never changes as the fashions of men, he is always the same. Why? He's old-fashioned. If he's all and as an old-fashioned sinner, saved through old-time grace, I'm sure he will take me to an old-fashioned place. How many say, give me the old-fashioned? The old-fashioned gospel moves an old-fashioned God to perform the old-fashioned miracles as we stand to our feet. Let's sing in the cross, in the cross. A round of applause for Brother Promise and Sister. I'd rather have a young man do this than to have a girlfriend. I'd rather have this than for a boy to overnight on WhatsApp with all girls. Amen. Let's sing in the cross, in the cross.
me know your gentle savior. And then brother Lassimo will wrap up in prayer for us.
Lord, how we thank you this afternoon. We thank you, Father, for the spirit of truth, Lord, that you have uttered through our dear pastor, Lord. We know it will never make him popular. People might reject him. People might say evil about him. But Lord, this truth will make him honest. And Lord, we thank you for giving us a pastor who will draw no punches, Father God, Lord, at the truth, O Father. We are not elevating a man, O Father, but we are elevating you, O God, for using him in such a mighty way, O Father. My God and my Lord, Father, we know that the, the, the word of a God, Lord, it's a double-edged sword, Father God, Lord. We are, we have been in this message, Father, maybe for a long time, oh, Father God, Lord, as we might count the years, Father God, Lord. But God, Lord, like the pastor has said, Father, that, Lord, in an engineering shop, Father God, Lord, when we are molding bottles, Father God, Lord, sometimes, Father, the guilt, Father God, Lord, is not to the molded particle, Father, when you do not reap or harvest the, uh, the, the original plan, but it's because of those that have handled, that have mishandled the, or the equipment, Father God, Lord, that who are to be blamed when the product is no longer as original as it was supposed to be at the beginning, yes. Father. Lord, we just pray, Father God, Lord, for those that started this, for that has gone on before us, Father God, Lord, my God and my Lord, Father, Lord, we may uphold that truth, Father God, Lord, in all earnest, Father God, Lord, giving, Father God, Lord, Jesus, Father, uh, all obedience, Father, and listening, Father God, Lord, to the voice of God, Father. We are just praying, my God and my Lord, Father God, Lord, that, Lord, may we search our ways, Father God, Lord, may we go wide and deep, Father God, Lord, so that, Lord, we may stand for the truth, Father God, Lord. No matter how painful, Father God, Lord, Jesus, how people may reject it, Father God, Lord, mm. but Lord, this is the truth, Father God, Lord, and there is no other truth, Father God, Lord. You people may try to polish it, Father, but Lord, it has been given in the original way. Yes. The original word, Father God, Lord, that is all what we contend for, Father. Help yes. us to contend for the truth, Father God, Lord. As we commit our dear pastor, Father God, Lord, he has got a, a, a work before him in Malawi, Father God, Lord, yes. where he is supposed to go and preach, Father, to those pilgrims, Father God, Lord. Yes. We are just praying for, the, for him, Father. You are with him, Father God, Lord, in Trinidad. Go with him, Father God, Lord, in Malawi, Father God, Lord. Yes. Even as he, we are saying he might not be popular, Father God, Lord, but Lord, may he contend for the truth, Father. Yes. My God and my Lord, Father, may he go there, Father, in the simplicity of the gospel, Father God, Lord, with the power of the Holy Ghost, Father God, Lord, that we have seen him being used of the Holy Spirit here, Father God, Lord Jesus, and elsewhere, Father, may the same Holy Spirit protect him. May the same Holy Spirit, Father God, give him utterance when he shall minister in Malawi, Father. We bind the national spirit of Malawi, taking them under our control, Father, as we give dominion to our pastor, Lord, as we lift him up there, Father God, Lord. May you use him, Father God, Lord, for your own honor and glory, Father. We want, Father God, the old-time religion, Father. We want the effects of the, God, the truth of the gospel to be preached elsewhere, Father. Wherever, whoever is going to accept him, Father, may he benefit from the gift that you have given unto him, O oh God. We thank you this morning, Father God, Lord. This afternoon, O oh Father, as we shall be going back to our places, Father God, Lord. My God and my Lord, Father, may we ponder upon the word that has been preached, Father God, Lord. May we think deeply, may we go and revise, may we go and study the message, Father God, Lord. May we restore the original word, the original order of the word in our homes, O oh Father God, Lord. 
my God and my Lord, Father, those family altars, Father God, Lord, our children, Father, our parents, Father God, Lord, our loved ones, Father God, Lord, help us, our neighbors, at work, everywhere, Father, may we be written epistles, Father God, Lord, we know that the old-time believers, they used to share everything that they had, Father God, Lord, they used, Father, to cover the poverty of one another, Father God, Lord, we have heard the, the prophet telling us, Father, that even a man with a tuxedo suit will hug a man with an overall, my God and my Lord, Father, in this church, Father, may there be no poor, may there be no rich, Father God, Lord, but Lord, may we sell through that line, Father God, Lord, my God and my Lord, Father, we thank you, my God and my Lord, Father, we know we are not legalists, we know, my God and my Lord, Father God, Lord, that Lord, we are walking, Father, on that middle way, oh Father, how we thank you, Father God, Lord Jesus, Father, for the man of God, for the Spirit of God amongst us, Father God, Lord, be with us, Father, bless our week, the week that lays before us, Father, all things that are going to be done this week, Father God, Lord, we commit them in your mighty hands, Father, for your own honor and glory. In Jesus Christ's name, we ask believing. Amen. And amen. amen. God bless you. God bless you. Give me the old time religion. Amen. Let's sing it. And then thereafter, I think we will, we will sit down and then you will go out with that beat. I think your beat was very nice. Even his was nice, but me and South African, I had yours. You know, you remember the beat? Yeah, Brother Grace is our DJ there. Uh, the one that we played for the groom. But let's sing this one before we, we move. It's the old time religion. Are they believers of it in the building? Yes. The devil is very afraid of it. And that's the reason people fear it. But it's good enough for me. And it's good enough for this church. Let's sing it.
blessed. You, yeah, you can take it. Yeah, show them Bafagas. Yeah. Yes. <laughs>